the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Catholic. This is Marianela Nunez, and with me today, we have your usual, Mike Walsh. Hey, Mike, how are you? You know, it's funny, Marianella. I was actually thinking about that today, that um, I've been, I think I've only ever missed one episode. But wow. now that we're, we're actually coming up, I think this is our fourth year. I think we started in 2017. So I think we're finishing off our fourth year or fifth year. I've, I've lost track now. We're almost up to a 300 episodes. I think and, four years, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've done almost every single one of them. I was, I think I was, I was laid up for one because I was ill. But, you know, going into the fourth year, I, I feel like I need to start getting comfortable with the idea of turning over the reins of the podcast to other people from time to time. So, uh, Marianella, don't be surprised if sometime in the very near future, you do not introduce me as your co-host. Maybe you just take the reins for, for 54 and a half minutes all by yourself. How do you feel about that? I think our public will be please. <laughs> oh, oh, my heavens. <laughs> oh, oh, we finally got rid of Mike and it's suddenly the... Some of the numbers spike. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mike, Mike, I do appreciate your really thoughtful questions. I think you have natural talent for this show. Uh, well, it's the benefit of being a reporter for a long time as uh, I, I do a lot of questioning. But uh, but yeah, I was thinking about that. I, I've been, I feel like I've been hogging the microphone for the last four years and I have to get more comfortable. We have, we have like five co-hosts at this point. There's no reason why I need to be on every single one of them. You're all great at this, so... I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to consider that. Maybe you and Jen Morrow can uh, team up or you can go solo or something like that. Or you and Mary McCusker can do it together. One of those days. I think we could have like a girls uh, type of podcast. It's I like, like that. Girl, girls night out, girls boys out. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pitch it as uh, it'll be a wine night. You, know, you guys can all come to wine. And, and awesome. Have a nice awesome. Yeah, I know Jen Morrow will be there with bells on if, if we do it that way. <laughs> The, uh, love but, it, love it. So on today's podcast, we're obviously, uh, you know, you're on the on my co-host today. So we always tend to be schools focused, but we're even a little more focused because uh, it's coming up to one of my favorite times of the year in the diocese. Uh, and something that takes place all across the United States, which is Catholic Schools Week. And it's a time when we really get to sort of celebrate our Catholic schools in a, in a wide variety of ways. And, and every year we try to have a Catholic schools week dedicated podcast. So Marianella, who is on the podcast with us today? So we have three amazing principals today joining us in the podcast just to uh, talk Catholic Schools Week. Uh, and let me start by introducing uh, Patty Polson, who is the principal at Holy Angels Catholic School in Woodbury. We also have uh, Kathy O'Callaghan from uh, St. Peter's School in uh, Merchantville. And Sister Michelle de Gregorio at um, St. Margaret's Catholic School in Woodbury Heights. So welcome to the three principals. We are so excited that you are here with us today. And uh, we can't wait to start the conversation. Welcome all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will here. say, Kathy, Kathy and Paul, Patty, I know have both been on the podcast before. Kathy, uh, Kathy, actually, if you go back to the beginnings of the podcast, I think within the first year, we had a great conversation with her and her husband. Uh, it was actually a, a, a wonderful conversation. Well, right? One of my favorite memories of the podcast. So, Kathy, I'm, I'm sorry that it took three years to get you back on, but thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> if, if, you think, 
if Mike, if you want to think of a good Catholic marriage, think about Kathy and Callian and her husband. They're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. They are absolutely a delight. So much so that um, uh, they were so wonderful on the podcast. And when we had our convocation in South Jersey, they were invited to be witness speakers to it. And, and I was quite annoyed with, with Kathy and Mike, as a matter of fact, when they did that, because we had them on the podcast. And that was back in the days when we used to, the podcast used to be a lot longer. We would go hours from time to time. And so we were talking with Mike and Kathy in their home, and it was great. It was wonderful. It was heartwarming. And then Mike and Kathy gave their, gave their, their witness and in the midst of it, Mike was moved to tears, was, was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry when that happened because it was this incredible moving moment. They didn't do it on the podcast. They did it in front of a room was full of 600 people. I'm like, come on. So I'll now, save it now you know. Now I know. So I'm now still know. bitter about it. <laughs> but we're not here to, to dig up old vendettas. Um, we're here to talk about Catholic Schools Week. And, um, and really, you know, if we could... Maybe, Kathy, since I already sort of started you in on this, mm-hmm. um, would you like to talk a little bit about exactly what Catholic Schools Week is? Well, it's a week where we celebrate, you know, who we are as a community. So each day during Catholic Schools Week, you know, there's something new that we celebrate. You know, we celebrate our community. We celebrate our students. We celebrate teachers. We celebrate volunteers. Um, and we celebrate our um, vocations. So kind of each day we pick something new um, that's special about Catholic schools and kind of dive deep, dive deep into that. So for the week, so it's, it's a great, it's a great week. Everybody comes together. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be a little different this year um, as we've had in the past, but um, you know, we make it work and everyone kind of rolls with it. So it'll be fun. And I have to say, the, the three of your schools, well, all three of you, St. Margaret's, uh, St. Peter's, and Holy Angels, have fantastic social media uh, uh, channels. And if you are wondering about the things they'll be doing during Catholic Schools Week, I would encourage you to check out any of their social media platforms because they are, number one, joyful. Matter of fact, I have to give Patty Paulson special credit for that. Uh, I've if, if whenever they decide to get rid of me here at the diocese, I'm going to hire them to hire Patty as our chief cheerleader, because Patty, <laughs> the, the joy you bring on the social media platforms is, is truly infectious. So is that is that every day or is that stuff you save just for special, special time? I, I try I try to post something every day. And when I first joined Holy Angels, we really needed marketing. And I try, and we didn't have a lot of money. So I tried to look at, and I have two girls that were in college at that time. And social media is so big with the young kids. So they taught me how to do it. And now every day, so many wonderful things go on in our Catholic schools. So it's so easy to share them on social media and bring happiness. I mean, just dress your pet up day. Who doesn't care? <laughs> I mean, dress your pet. And everyone loves seeing everyone else's pet dressed up. It just brings happiness. And then I have new families coming in to tour the school. I tell them to join our Facebook and our Instagram, and they already know so much about the school. So social media could be a big plus. Mm-hmm. That is true. Sister Michelle, uh, you know, from from a, from you know an educator's perspective, you know, we, we talked about a lot of the, the joy of Catholic Schools Week. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of actual nuts and bolts that go into our schools. When you um, when you're thinking up uh, Catholic Schools Week, it is just is it just you know are you just focused on the the, the fun things or are there other things that can t- take place during that week too to keep people motivated and interested, particularly prospective parents? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, typically, you know, under normal circumstances, we would have an open house, uh, things like that. We're, we're under COVID. We're not really doing that, but we are preparing videos and different um, social media pieces that are going to help showcase some of what our kids are doing. But there is always a, um, you know, obviously a prayerful attitude, you know. So while technically Catholic Schools Week begins on a Sunday, and so we have kids going to Mass, for example, and, you know, giving a, a witness kind of, you know, at the Masses about their experience of Catholic school, uh, we'll pray together on, like, say, the Monday of Catholic Schools Week as a community, we'll pray together. Um, and there's always, so there's always this prayerful element uh, throughout all of the days, really. Um, are, are there fun things? Absolutely, you know. Um, and, but there's also, you know, service projects and lessons to be learned and, and to be talked about. And, you know, why do we do what we do? Why do we recognize our students, um, you know, because they're God's gift and they have, you know, blessings and talents and we want to acknowledge those. And, you know, whether it's our, our community, our larger community, we want to, you know, give a hand to those maybe who are less fortunate. You know, we want to thank those who've served our nation. Um, and we certainly want to give thanks to our teachers. And so while we have a lot of different fun activities planned, there's always that underlying piece you know, that says, you know, we're here to, you know, thank God, praise God for, you know, the gift of all of these people and things that, you know, um, that come together to help create the community of Catholic schools. So. It's awesome. And I think, you know, one of the things that uh, we really enjoy about this uh, Catholic Schools Week is that it gives us the opportunity to celebrate who we are and to allow our families to feel proud of what they're doing by sending their kids to Catholic schools. A fun fact I have for our listeners is that Catholic Schools Week uh, started since 1974, and it's it's been a uh, national celebration for so long that, uh, you know, everybody who is part of a Catholic school community does look forward to the celebration, but also to the acknowledgement that uh, Catholic education still exists and that we are here uh, to stay and that we want to continue strong with the, uh, the help of our parents and our students and our staff and all of those teachers um, that are kind of like with us because they um, they have a vocation. So um, I would like to kind of like dig in a little bit more into what is it that you guys have planned for these uh, Catholic Schools Week 2022, knowing that um, there's COVID still around and, and bothering us these days, but we have learned how to live with it and how to kind of like follow the protocols and procedures to continue uh, going. And so what is it that we're doing differently this year to um, kind of like be creative and still keep that spirit going? Um, basically, I wanted to touch base on something that Sister Michelle said about the community, the faith, and our academics. The, the, one of the most wonderful things about Catholic school is we incorporate them all together. So in the Catholic school, we, we help out our communities, we practice our faith, and we have high standards for academics. So Michelle, I just wanted to hit on that. Um, we have a lot of things going on trying to make the week. I mean, it, it is so different this year than it has been in previous years, but we have themes for each day. We have a couple of assemblies where we're going to get the kids together. We have a geography bee one day. Um, family appreciation, we're going to write letters to the families thanking them for making the sacrifice to send their students to Catholic school. 
essential workers were going to make some baskets to the fire, local fire department, the local EMTs, and the police stations and drop them off for them. And then we have a vocations assembly where we're going to actually have speakers come in and talk to the kids about the different assembly, the different vocations. And we can never forget our teachers. We have a beautiful luncheon that we're going to have for the teachers to show how much we appreciate them. Awesome. That's uh, and Sister Michelle, can you pinpoint on, on those uh, themes for Catholic Schools Week? What are those specifically? How are they called? Uh, as far as like what it, what are the things that we're doing? For so, each of the days, yeah. Right. So, uh, for example, on um, on the day that we're honoring our students and thanking our students, uh, we're having a Spirit Day. So um, our students can wear any kind of St. Margaret spirit wear. Um, so it, it, rather than a regular casual clothes day, which is like, you know, kind of building up the spirit there, they're also getting free ice cream, by the way. And probably, probably, Good. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah, right. And, uh, I'll be there. You know, a little extra recess and things like that. And typically we would have an assembly uh, for the various uh, grade levels, but again, under the COVID uh, restrictions and everything, we had this really great geography assembly planned, but we can't actually execute it during Catholic Schools Week. We have to wait for things to um, get a little better before we can actually have them come in. But um, so we usually try to do that, have something special for the students on that day. Um, the, for example, the vocation day, uh, our kids will, uh, they're going to be preparing spiritual bouquets for our seminarians, for some of the priests and religious sisters that work in our diocese. Uh, they'll, so they'll be sending out these uh, spiritual bouquets and then executing them, obviously. Um, uh, one of the things that really that I enjoy very much um, is we do a collection of hygiene items um, for uh, those who are needy, um, we usually take them down to um, Good Shepherd uh, down in Bridgeton. Um, they have a soup kitchen there and everything. And, um, you know, we usually pack them up. The children will do it. They'll, they get a little um, prayer card, you know, that has a picture of the Sacred Heart on it because we're, you know, St. Margaret Mary. So that has a Sacred Heart and it says you are loved. And so some of the children will color those cards in and other kids will pack the bags and put the items in it and put the card in it and everything. And then we take it down there and they're so appreciative. And, um, you know, a lot of times when I go down to take them down there, uh, some of the people that are served at the soup kitchen are, are there waiting and they, they're just so good and so kind and so appreciative. And, um, you know, you just, when I explain that to the kids, they just, they feel like they've really done something, you know, for their local community. And um, so it's just very heartwarming, you know, and I think the kids really respond to that very, very well. Sister Michelle, and how do they, like, um, I'll be interested, like, kind of like imagining the kids packaging those hygiene uh, items, uh, preparing the bags. What are the kinds of conversations that you hear um, while they're doing that? What are they learning about uh, doing service? You know, I, th I think it helps a lot of them. They, they recognize, for example, something that they take for granted. You know, I got up this morning and I brushed my teeth and, you know, whatever. I took a shower. And, and to think that there are people maybe who don't have these, what they would consider to be necessary items, uh, it kind of is an eye opener, you know. 
And um, at the same time, it's interesting because sometimes the families, they'll, they'll send in like really nice things. Do you know what I mean? Not like I got it at the dollar store, you know, what? but sometimes they're like really nice things from, I don't know, Bed Bath and Beyond or wherever, like some really, you know, and the kids are like, Oh, I bet they'll really like this one. I, you know, I wish I could see them, you know, get this. So there's this, just this sense of um, what they take for granted. Um, you know, they, they get an eye opener that gosh, there are people who don't really know what this is like. And, you know, we're going to help them out. And, you know, so, and then there's things for kids, for adults, you know, whatever. And it, I think it really helps them to look at the world a little differently. So Sister Michelle, that's, that's a great point regarding our Catholic schools in general, I think, not just during Catholic Schools Week, is that there's a holistic nature to it. You know, it's the, it is the typical, not it's typical in certain this, this day and age, but reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, we still, still nailing all those, you know, core subjects. But whereas in Catholic schools, there's, there's always that little something extra, you know, that we, we focus on. Uh, Kathy, you know, you've had sort of a long career in education at this point, and certainly your time at St. Peter's. You know, yeah. I'm curious, um, you know, what, what is it about being in a Catholic school that, that kind of, would you find differentiates itself from being elsewhere, being at a public school? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a special place. It, it's just special. Our, our families are special. The teachers are there because they want to be there. You know, they're not mailing it in because we know they're not making bank here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I think people give more because it's a conscious choice you know, and it's a choice out of love. It comes from a place of, of love. And when it comes from a place of love, it always comes out the best. Um, so it, it's just special. And I think people really care for one another. You know, in a Catholic school, families that don't know one another, you hear one family's down, the next thing you know, there's a link for, you know, for food for people to deliver or, you know, kids are making cards or, you know, people are sending in hats, gloves. Um, it, it just, it's just different. You know, people really, really care and they're not afraid, you know, to care, to go out because everybody's doing it and it becomes infectious. And Patty, I know that your school, you know, you've taken that sort of holistic approach to it and being a Catholic in the community, you actually had an experience recently that I was very sad that I was not able to go to. Uh, you had invited the Star Herald to, to cover it, but you, you had a New Jersey Supreme Court justice uh, visit the school, right? Yeah. So Father Byerly actually grew up with him oh, and yeah? he invited him to come and he spoke during our Discover Catholic Schools Week. And he was the, uh, Marinella, you were there. I he was, was there. He was phenomenal. And what really got me was that he was nervous. I was so nervous to meet him. And he said, he, and I said, no, no, Rita. And he told us how his family was actually like royalty. And then when they had to leave their country and they came here, they were peasants. They were scrubbing floors and trying to make ends meet. So they went full circle. And his mom, I think she was at University of Pennsylvania. Was she married? No, was she a professor there? Or I think I think that's what he said. And it was interesting, like how he described the uh, 20 employees mansion where they lived, where they used to live yeah, due to the regimen. And um you know, came here to kind of like do what immigrants do. And um, one of the things that really got me from what he was saying, 
come here and like, do what you got to do. Don't feel sorry for yourself and get to work. And then, you know, the next thing, uh, you know, good things will happen. So um, that was what amazed me was he said they never lost their faith. Their faith was what had them come here and they had nothing, but they believed in God and they prayed and their faith got them through. And he went to Catholic school too, like while he was uh, in Cuba. So that was kind of like one of the things that uh, he mentioned a lot, that his Catholic education uh, really took him places and kind of like made him the person who he is today. And he was very thankful for uh, his parents uh, that, you know, kind of like allowed him to uh, go to a Catholic school where that was kind of like not the the thing, right? (laughs) But it was amazing. His story was amazing. And he was such a nice man. Yeah. So it's kind of like goes back to tying it in with like Catholic Schools Week and how uh, it is an opportunity to reconnect with uh, our families. Uh, how do you feel that the parents uh, kind of like welcome these Catholic Schools Week and what are they most excited about? Kathy. Kathy. What are they most excited about? I probably just being able to do anything. You know, we've been, you know, cooped up for so long. Um, even uh, yesterday, we were supposed to have um, our, our Christmas concert, which was canceled in the beginning of December, and we were going to have it during Catholic Schools Week. Well, that's not happening <laughs> either. So we're like, okay, let's just. We're just going to film it. We'll just have, you know, bring the kids into church. We'll have them sing. And uh, I said, we'll have a dress up day. Like, well, let's just see how this goes. So I said, okay, come in your Sunday best, your Christmas outfits. And, you know, we're going to film this for your parents. And uh, the kids went nuts. It was so great. The dress, I mean, <laughs> they went all out. They were completely decked out. Glitter. I mean, it was unbelievable. So <laughs> glitter, a lot you know, of glitter. I think people are just like so excited, really, for anything. They're just so mm-hmm. appreciative that we're trying and you know and doing things. So really, anything I think we do, they're just you know happy to participate. You know, one of the things this, uh, that each of you have sort of touched on is the, the spiritual nature of the schools, and and the three of you are are you, you each have schools that. Um, your campus is on the same campus as the parish, um, as the parish church. Now for me, where I grew up, I went to St. Michael's back when it was called St. Catherine's in Clayton and the, the church was at the end of the block. And my favorite thing was to, on first Fridays, walking to church, uh, to, for mass. And, uh, as back in the days, pre COVID, of course, um, when uh, each of the, each section of the church was filled in with a, you know, a particular class, and my favorite thing was, was the next year moving up a little closer or a little further back. I forget which way it was, but a little, moving up to the next section. It was, it was my favorite part. Is that, and then when we were in eighth grade. We moved all the way to the back where we figured we would all be able to get away with everything. And that never once happened. The sisters wouldn't allow it. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, is it, is it something that's particularly special knowing that you have access to the church and, and the spirituality and the, and the pastor and priests at your church? Um, is that something that, that maybe makes um, makes it a little easier to remind the kids all the time that ours is a spiritual nature? What about you, Patty? Uh, we are so blessed because we have a nine o'clock mass daily. 
So at any time, a class could walk over and go to nine o'clock mass. But on Fridays, the priests actually do a 1030 mass just for the school. So we're blessed here. We have fabulous priests. And I love going to mass. That was when my student, when my kids were in school and when I, a little girl in Catholic school, going to mass as a group was my favorite part of Catholic school. And now as a principal, to bring them to school, we've actually gotten our choir back singing. So we go to mass, we spread out, we have our choir, we have our, and the homilies are so rich. I mean, I feel that I know my religion, I have a good faith, but when we listen to the priest in church, it's a whole nother dimension to our faith. So we're really blessed here. It's a beautiful witness. Right? It's a beautiful witness to see, you know, for the older generation to see all those kids in mass and praying so beautifully and, you know, paying attention and um, really, you know, listening to the homily and being so reverent and prayerful. It's just, you know, it's a beautiful witness. Yeah. My heart well, swells every time we go to mass together. Yeah. Like Patty, we at St. Margaret's and we have an 830 mass and Every, every Tuesday, Thursday, there is a grade level that's assigned to go to Mass. They prepare the readings and so forth. And then every first Friday, uh, you know, again, we're St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque. So every first Friday for the, you know, the first Friday Sacred Heart Devotion, uh, we go as a school. Now, this year, um, we are only, half the school goes in person into the church and the other half watches it live streamed and we switch from month to month, but because we can't distance otherwise, because we fill up the church basically. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's really, really important that the children, you know, um, get to go to mass, get to learn how liturgy is done, you know, um, do the readings, scripture, you know, they write the general intercessions, you know, they write maybe uh, there's a feast of some sort, they write the introduction. Um, One of the things that I think is really very um, inspiring, I think, uh, for us right now at St. Margaret's, we've always had really excellent, excellent priests and deacons, but Right now, we have both our our pastor and our associate pastor are um, immigrants. You know, uh, our our pastor is Father Joe Pham, who's from Vietnam, and uh, our associate is Father Al, uh, who's from Uganda. And it's interesting how the kids, first of all, they see the universality of the church. They probably can't put the word that word to it, but that's what they're seeing. They're seeing these people from other places in the world who are faith-filled, who are our spiritual leaders. Um, and they really pay attention to the homily because they're trying to hear, you know, and understand with, with father's accent or whatever. Um, and I, I think it just, again, it brings that, you know, that sense of the universality of the church and the sharing of, of faith that we have, not just with our local community, but a little bit broader, a little bit more global. So I think that's... Um, that's a piece that we're really blessed to have right now. Amazing. Like I, I can't kind of like um, connect with that as I think of uh, kind of like my own family being part of Catholic school and how that really allows children to learn um, about, you know, how to behave properly in church, how mm-hmm. to um, kind of like understand what's going on because you uh, take the time to explain uh 
what the priest is doing during kind of like the school day. And then when they go to mass, they get to see what it's like in real life to do it. And then when they go to mass with their parents, sometimes they can come up to you and say, oh, I know what's happening. And there's no better feeling because I think, um, you know, if you are in a Catholic school, you may take that for granted as, you know, you they're learning and, and all, but then, you know, you connect with other families that may not be having the same experience. And kids are asking questions and, and, and how do you know that? And I actually interviewed a family recently uh, and one of the things they mentioned was like, my kids get, get questions all the time about where did they learn all that about God and all of the things that they know. And uh, they always tell them is our Catholic school. So uh, all the parents are kind of like the main educators for their kids. I think there's a lot of cute things that happen in school that allow children to see better and understand better the things that, uh, you know, we want them to learn about our faith and our religion in uh, Catholic schools. So that's certainly an amazing work that uh, you guys are doing, carrying out the mission of Catholic education. And uh, we, we always thankful for what you're doing, for sure. Right, Mike? And, you know, we, well, I, we are always thankful. I'm particularly thankful as I, my son is currently in eighth grade, and uh, I'm hoping he'll make it to ninth grade. The, no, he, he will. will. He's, he, no, no, he's, he will. He's actually doing very good. He's, I'm, as a matter of fact, in, the, in this time of COVID, I know I've talked about him on many episodes. The uh, the COVID bug has finally hit my house. So uh, Jack was felled uh, uh, Friday, I guess, Friday or Saturday. Uh, we're fairly certain he got it from the Boy Scouts. He was at a Boy Scouts event with a uh, minimal masking and uh, we're pretty sure that that's where it came from because at his school i will say to all of your credit uh they've been doing a great job of making sure that all the policies and procedures are are followed but it snuck in that omicron snuck in so uh my wife and i happily have uh, tested uh, uh or tested negative rather but uh but good times anyway the um what i was gonna one thing i wanted to mention though was going back to sister michelle so we've been talking about some of them, the spirituality and how it's nice that, that, that the priests and the pastors are so nearby. In your case, Sister Michelle, it's also wonderful to see a, a woman religious in the schools. I'm, I'm fortunate that my son squat went my Dominicans when I was at that school and he now has Franciscans there now. And certainly we can't have, we aren't able to have women religious in all of our schools, but a number of them do. And it's great to see that St. Margaret's uh, still has several there and that one of them happens to be the principal. Um, do you find that uh, it being, being a woman religious that you're able to um, have you had the opportunity over your time to inspire others maybe to uh, consider uh, becoming a sister? You know, I mean, we certainly do try, you know, to encourage. And uh, right now we don't have anyone from our school that uh, is a religious sister recently. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would like to say that the sister Jerry Lynn, who's the principal at Guardian Angels, is one of our graduates. She actually was from the first graduating class of St. Margaret's. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I didn't know so. that either. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So. And we've had, we've had a couple of um, young men go into the seminary. Right now we have one of our um, alum who is a seminarian. Um, so uh, we're certainly very proud of him, and we certainly pray for him and encourage him. It's interesting, just a few years ago, I had uh, hired a young woman. Uh, I needed a religion teacher and I hired her um, and she was with us for three years. Um, 
but before she came to us, she had met a group of sisters that are out West and uh, had done a couple of missionary summers with them. And I had her, uh, we have a vocation club that would meet monthly or whatever. And she was in charge of that because she worked in the middle school religion department. So, um, you know, she was talking about, you know, religious vocations and what does it mean to serve God in the church and so forth and so on. And at a certain point she came to me and she said, you know, I keep saying these things to the kids. I think I need to think about it for myself. And, um, and ultimately she uh, ended up uh, entering the religious community that she had done some mission work with. And so, and we're still in touch with her. Um, she's teaching in Detroit now. Her name is Sister Mary Lauren and um, she teaches in Detroit. But when she comes back in the summer, she comes over to see us. And a couple of times she came to the mass and some of our kids were there and they were like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> all excited to see her and her habit and everything. So, so, you know, we like to think that even though she didn't join our congregation, because again, we knew, where is God calling me to? Um, it's, sort of up to God. Uh, but, uh, you know, we certainly consider her one of our, um, one of our people, you know, who, who entered and answered that call. But, but part of what we do at Dory Catholic Schools Week on, on the day of when we honor and pray for vocations, you know, we, again, we present that to our children and say, you know, where is God leading me? All during the month of January, our morning prayer is a prayer for, you know, Lord, show me what it is that you want me to do and give me the courage to do it. So there's always this kind of this atmosphere of, um, of encouraging kids just to be listening. Where is God calling me? What does God want me to do? And I, I'd like to think that uh, myself and the other sisters in the parish, you know, really show, I think, a joyful loving presence to our kids and, and well to all of our people of course but especially to our children and um you know if anything in the morning when i'm standing at the door and they're coming into the building i get like a thousand hugs you know or if i i go into the classroom it's like this big group hug all of a sudden everybody's you know so i don't think they're afraid of me uh <laughs> which which is okay i think I, I think it's okay you know i think that's a good thing yeah. very much like it's a good thing yeah. The, uh, I, listen, I, I will tell you that, you know, so growing up, I never had a, I don't ever recall being priest being in school, except occasionally the pastor would come by. But the having the, the Dominicans in the in the school with me was really great. And, and so I, re, I remember my father telling me the stories of the, you know, the, the, the old trite thing of the ruler and the knuckles and stuff like that. I will tell you that the Dominican sisters I had were lovely. They were some of the nicest people I ever met. They were, t they were tough on us, but tough in a good way, in a loving way, in a wonderful way. I always had such an appreciation for that. And, and the Franciscans who are at my son's school now are the same way. They, uh, they are not to be trifled with, but they are a <laughs> joyous bunch. Like one of them is, she loves the kids. Like she's, <laughs> are we going to say Mike, Mary did, did you ever consider the vocation to be a priest? Not for one second. <laughs> I, you know? I never, not, not for one second that I think that being a men's religious nor I actually gave thought to being a deacon for a very short period of time and then I then I was hired by the diocese for this job and I realized how hard those guys have to work I'm like you know what I'm good I'm just a I'll stick with <laughs> yeah. being a director of communications so I'll be a lay minister I don't I don't need to I don't need to be uh ordained you know, I um, I went to school and uh, since sixth grade, I was in Catholic schools in the Dominican Republic and I was with the Sisters of Mercy. 
And I was so in love with those sisters. They were so joyful. Like one of my, um, some of my best memories I have from that, uh, that school, and it went from six to 12th grade. I actually was an aspirant for a little bit. Really? You I can see that. didn't know that about me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So I was oh, so oh. into it, like for a while. Then, you know, I, I decided to go another direction. I think I, that was in my calling, but uh, I did enjoy spending time with the Sisters of Mercy and learning about what community life was like. And, um, you know, till the days, so we're still connected on Facebook. And, you know, they, uh, they're kind of like proud of me that I'm working for the church now and uh, mm-hmm. that I give my Aww. strong Catholic connection and I go visit when uh, I can. I travel to the DR. So, well, I will say that, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast many times, uh, Marianella, is when we do a vocations episode, that there, there's no sadness in someone who discerns, you know, religious life in some way or becoming a diocesan priest or something like that, and then ultimately decides not to. Uh, my, our current vocations director and, and his predecessor, Father Romano, always say the exact same thing. We may, we may lose a priest, but we tend to gain a fine Catholic gentleman. And so many of I, I've actually seen so many of our former seminarians out and about, and they're, they're now working in churches and, and things like that. And it's a wonderful thing. So the discernment process, much like you have proven, Marianella, is important. You you go through the process, and if you decide that you want to go forward, that's great. We get a, a, a sister or a father out of it. And if you don't, we get a wonderful example of a Christian laywoman like yourself, Marianella. Yeah. Thank you. That's so nice, Mike. And, you know, just to what you're saying about, you know, uh, discerning, we, during the vocations day for the students during this, the Catholic Schools Week, we also talk a lot about what is your vocation in general, like not only to the religious life or to the priesthood, but uh, what is God calling you to, to be? And it is uh, such a fun time. I've seen schools doing uh, career days and they bring uh people in their fields and some kids like have a dress up like you would like to be day and uh, they have fun with that and I actually you know have seen uh, a lot of kids interpreting those roles like really deeply Mike. (laughs) (laughs) We, We are we're actually doing that this year and I have an attorney I have a homeland security officer a chaplain in the service a physician assistant and Father Byerly and Father Byerly and Father Gallagher are fabulous. They come in every week and they teach religion in the school. And Father Gallagher, every time I turn around, he's right here. He is <laughs> tremendous with the kids. So if we, I could, we're really blessed to believe. If him. I could just say in, in, in the context of all of this, that when I was the principal at Christ the King, Father Gallagher was one of our students. <laughs> so I consider, I consider him one of my vocations too. Awesome. <laughs> we'll, awesome. we'll lend him to you. If, if, even if he's not from St. Margaret's. <laughs> I will say Father Gallagher, I follow his social media. I'm starting, I'm going to start thinking of him as a diocesan priest, not so much in the sense of he's a diocesan priest, but he is a priest of the, the guy goes everywhere. He is yeah, right. constantly on the move. He's all yes. of South Jersey feels like his purview. Yeah. I'm worried that we're not giving our young priest nearly enough work. He's only been ordained two years. I think I, I think he's, he's traveling everywhere, but he's wherever he travels, he's speaking to young Catholics everywhere he goes. That's a, that's a, he's a wonderful example. Of course, Father Byerly uh, officiated my wedding uh, many, many years ago, and he's a, a close friend and someone I uh, love a great deal and uh, someone who I enjoy bedeviling from time to time as well. 
man, he gives as good as he takes. So it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. As you well know, Patty, I'm sure. Yeah. The, um, awesome. And of course, Cassie, Kathy works with his brother, as a matter of fact, father right. Tim Byerly. We have the other father Byerly. Yes. <laughs> There's one Byerly, one there. Yes. And they couldn't be more different and yet more of the same in, in a weird way. Really? Yeah. yeah and weird. he also teaches. So he teaches right. our eighth grade once a week and it's really mm -hmm. Amazing. How is it having a pastor, you being your brother, Kathy? What's that? <laughs> How's it uh, having a pastor who's your brother? <laughs> oh, and that's true too. Yeah, of course, Kathy yeah. also has a as a brother as a priest. So we got there's priests all over the place. Who says there's a priest shortage? The um, no, there is, and that's why we're trying to encourage uh, vocations whenever we can. It's it's not unusual for us to turn a almost any of our podcasts into an encouragement for, for vocations, simply because, and this is something, this is another thing that Father Romano has recommended back in the day, um, you know, sometimes if you don't ask, people won't consider, if you don't talk about it, if you don't ask a person, if you don't suggest it to someone, they may go their entire lives without, um, without considering, considering that vocation. So, you know, listeners, if, if there's someone in your life and in, in your life that um, you think might have a vocation to, in one way or another, diaconate, priesthood, women religious, pose the question to them. It's possible that no one's ever suggested. It's possible it's been in the back of their mind and no one had ever thought about it. So, and certainly our, our fine principals have been in positions to, to do that over the years. So that's good to see. Marianelle, have you ever encouraged anyone to consider the life of a, of a religious person? I actually have. I have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't run across anybody deserving yet, but as soon as I do, I will. I promise. I have. You know, funny thing, like, I think this guy, he knows, you know him very well. At the beginning of uh, kind of like knowing him, I actually told Jose. <laughs> oh. I, I think a lot of people did, but that was not, I didn't know he had like, uh, start with him. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I got news for you, Marianelle. So you're talking about uh, Jose Rodriguez, the host of our co-host of our Keeping a Catholic YouTube show and the head of the of uh, the Office of uh, Youth and Family for the Diocese of Camden. I will let you know, and a, a not really a secret, he actually was discerning for many, many years. Um, while he was dating his current fiance, they were having a conversation and he was he felt this constant pull to really inquire uh, about the priesthood. And it, it gave him, like, they've been together for 16 years because for a large portion of it, he wasn't really sure which way it was going to go. And Star, to her credit, his fiance Star, to her credit, stuck with him the entire way and said, you know, if you decide to become a priest, I will back off and but be supporter of you and be your friend. And if you decide to stay with me, we'll, we'll continue on it. He ultimately decided that Star was where he wanted to go, and they're actually getting married in what three weeks, four weeks, something like that. So congratulations Crazy. to them. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's awesome. a, yeah, but that's why you asked the questions. But I will tell you, it it really made him think when people would come up and ask him about that. So it's it's a worthwhile worthwhile thing. Now, sort of dovetailing that into our conversation about Catholic School Street, one thing I was wondering is. When you have, we've been talking about how to encourage people to vocations. Now we'll talk about how to encourage people to Catholic schools. When you get a, 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 a parent off the streets, let's say, who is inquiring about your school, like what's the, what's the first thing you'll, you'll talk with them about? Uh, let's start with you, Patty. So basically I had a family this morning. Oh. And I, 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 they come into the office and the first thing I tell them is how we are a family. 
and we take care of each other. And when the, your child walks in the building in the morning, everyone knows their name. They know grandma, they know what's going on. So we basically talk about our faith, our academics, our, and I give them a tour. And then we just come and we sit in the office and we talk. And, and most of the people are very comfortable. They feel, I know the first day that I walked into this building, I feel like I went back in time. And I think that our families need to realize it, it, everything is so fast paced today and so complex that if we slow down and we relax and then the kids feel safe, they're happy, and then they can learn. So, I mean, I, I really think that we need to get back to basics and, and put our faith first. How about you, I Kathy? I get that a lot too. I get that a lot too. Like your parents will come in and you know, like this reminds me of the Catholic school that I went to as a child. You know, all, we, we get that a lot. And same thing. We talk about faith. You know, this we're not afraid to talk about God. You know, this is what we do. God is in every classroom and in every, you know, situation all day, every day. And uh, we're really, you know, we're proud that we're able to do it and, and that we're all embracing that. And same thing, academics and community. It's a nice community feel where people really look out for one each other and are supportive and our teachers are caring you know, the second your child does not turn in an assignment, you know, you'll know we, we're, we're right on it because we want everyone to succeed. This is a place where everyone is respected and we want everyone to succeed and do well. Mm -hmm. Sister Michelle, in your case, you know, what about when you see, uh, I mean, sadly, to a point, I guess, uh, Catholic schools are not free. Um, when, a, when a parent sort of presents that they'd really love to send their student there, but is it is it really worth the value over uh, over an elementary school where they can send their kids for free? Um, what do you tell a parent that would be it's sort of on the fence like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly we're going to talk about the things that Patty and Kathy just said, you know, that we want to listen to them. We want to um you know, welcome them as a family, as, as people, they're not numbers. Um, we want to know who they are. We want to know how, how can we help you um, educate your child that we're, this is a team effort together. Um, and, you know, if, if they say to us, gee, you know, I have a lot of concerns about, you know, the financial piece of it. Um, you know, we talk about the fact that we do offer financial assistance um, in, a, in a few different ways that we can do that. And, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, I've, I've had families where they say, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if I can afford this or I don't know if I can afford that. And, and sometimes I, I find myself saying, look, you know what, apply for tuition assistance you know, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll get something will help you out. And, and I've had times where I've had a family who says, okay, I know I can, I know I can do the tuition, you know, we're grateful for the assistance. I can't afford the uniform. Well, we have a uniform exchange, you know, where we have nice, gently used uniforms, or I've had, I have a couple of, um, you know, people who say to me, you know, sister, if any, if you have a student that needs something, you know, let me know and I'll be happy to help out. So I have some benefactors, you know, kind of tucked away that, you know, they're, they're willing to do whatever to help other kids, you know, have an opportunity for Catholic schools. So, um, you know, we, we try and do whatever we can do, you know, to, uh, to get them to come in and, and, and be a part of the community. You know, hook them up with another family, maybe that lives nearby, whatever, whatever needs to be done, you know, we'll, we'll try to do for them. You know, Marianella, 
you are, for anyone who doesn't know, for any of our listeners who don't realize it, uh, Marianelle happens to be the director of enrollment for the Diocese of Camden. So this is right up her alley. I guess I have two questions for you, even though you're my co-host. Um, the uh, one is, you know, how do you encourage people to to consider Catholic education? And two, how how is our enrollment doing right now? So um, I am very happy to say that we are in the peak of our like kind of like re-registration season right now. During Catholic Schools Week, a lot of schools start, but this year we kind of like decided to go in a different direction and start a little earlier there. there there's been schools that uh, have done that traditionally, like Sister Michelle School has been doing uh, early re-registration for a while now, but um, a couple of more schools started to do that this year uh, since November during Discover Catholic Schools Week. And uh, I'm very proud to say that the re-registration uh, is you know, kind of like going up from what it was last year because they started early. And at this point, like some schools are, uh, just recruiting new students because the pre-registration is almost at 100%. So uh, wow. I'm very proud of uh, the schools that took on that advice. And I know that there's some that are doing it now, but that are considering to change that for next year. So it is a good thing. And um, I think uh, Kathy O'Callaghan mentioned something about how parents say when they go and visit that uh, they feel they've kind of like back in the times and when they go into the Catholic school building. But I do want to say something about the fact that even though the building looks the same, a lot of the traditional education is the same. There's been a lot that has changed in Catholic schools. Um, our love, our faith, and uh, the way we do things, maybe not so much, but uh, the curriculum is kind of like up to speed with what, um, you know, the state standards are. And um, we are up to date with technology too, which mm. people are confused about our Catholic schools kind of like uh, an old time building where like, you know, there's no much technology. Now I have to say that the way we use technologies uh, might be different than what other schools are doing because we see technology as an aid for instruction and not, you know, as the thing for instruction. So, um, you know, a lot of parents are very happy to hear that because they do want to have children that are able and capable of, um, you know, dealing with technology and learning uh, new things, you know, learn uh, coding, learn uh, how to uh, turn on a computer and do a lot of things on the computer. And we are up to date with that, I think. But um, certainly, um, I tell parents a lot about the value of having God as the center of our schools, which is our main mission, and this is why we exist. But because we are uh, a God-centered school and God is perfect, we do strive to be perfect with what we have in our buildings and our resources. And um, our resources do not only include, you know, the technology we have, the buildings that we have, they include the teachers and the principals that we have that are amazing and talented people that work because they want to work in these places, because they want to be part of the Catholic school community. And um, so definitely this is kind of like, it is not very hard to sell when it comes to Catholic schools because uh, we know who we are uh, and we have God as, you know, the main uh, reason for our existence. Well said. Well said, Marianella. That is wonderful. And that actually, that's a very polished pitch you gave. I, you've definitely been doing this for a little while. So good job. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me he was going to do this, people. So I'm just saying. Hey, <laughs> always, I try to ask people those nice softball questions that I know they can hit that out of the park. So good job there, Marianella. Um, you know, I, you know, one more question for you, you know, with this, the idea of the schools department and Catholic Schools Week. I'm going to assume that the, the schools department will be all over creation during Catholic Schools Week. Yeah, we're going to be probably eating some like potluck uh, stuff and going for ice cream at Sister Michelle and like, you know, <laughs> the schools with the fun activities. Now that I am COVID free, as you mentioned in the last show, Mike, I was kind of like heated with COVID. Uh, I think that I am allowed to go and my mass socially distance and enjoy some of the events. So please, those principals that are out there, including yourselves here, uh, let me know what's good because I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Marianella is coming for Marianella. Always welcome to come. Thanks. <laughs> Ice cream I day real- is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all coming, Sister Michelle. We're all coming. <laughs> okay. <right>. Yes. <laughs> Marianella, I never realized what a foodie you were. Right? This is this is this is. A, I'm getting a new appreciation for you. Did you lose your taste, sense of taste and smell when you had COVID? I actually didn't. So oh, that's- good for you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were overcompensating because uh, you you were without for a while. That was, I will admit that that was my greatest fear if I if, if I were to ever get COVID with uh, losing my sense of taste because I just enjoy I, eating way too much. I lost appetite and I thought food was not tasting as good as usual, but I didn't lose it entirely, so that was good. <laughs> okay. Well, my son, all my son had was a uh, a mild headache and a scratchy throat. We actually took him to urgent care thinking that he had strep. And uh, nope, sure enough, it was it was the COVID. And then my wife and I immediately tested ourselves, and we came out uh, t- uh, COVID free. But uh, she just gave, she was actually going on. I just got a call from her, and I'm curious to see if uh, she was getting herself tested at the county site today. So I'm curious to see if she's coming back with a positive or a negative. So well, we'll good luck. Is. Good yeah. luck. Tell our, our listeners to take care of themselves and like, you know, uh, learn more about Catholic schools. We are here to help. We want to be part of your homes and your families. We want to educate your children in the faith and we want to do it in the best way possible because this is why we exist. That's true. To, to Kathy's point, none of us are uh, getting rich in this job, um, but the people... <laughs> The, the people you'll meet in the schools will be some of the most fantastic people you'll ever come in contact. And certainly our principals are uh, included in that list. So Patty and Kathy and Sister Michelle, thank you very, very much for joining us today. We really greatly appreciate it. And Marianella, always a pleasure. As, uh, and I can't wait to actually see you in the building very soon. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having us. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.